Welcome to Sample Size Podcast. My name is Tone. I'm here with my co-host, Noel. Hey, guys. And we're your one-size-fit-all podcast for fashion and creative culture. On today's episode, we talk about Couture Week. We talk about the shows we like and the shows that we don't like. We also talk about Gossip Girl. It's back, and Sample Size is doing a review show, so make sure to tune in. And then for our last episode, we talk about the BET Awards. Whatever happened to the BET Awards? As always, thank you for tuning in. Hey, 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 Noel. How are you? Hello. I'm here. (laughs) Are we all? How you feeling? How's everything? Everything is everything. Mm. And that is going to be my stock response until everything is not awful. (laughs) Dang. I feel that. Um, How are you, though? I'm doing good. Uh, Actually, I lied. I'm not doing well. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it's not like bad in a bad way completely. It's just that, you know, based off of like this pandemic, one of the things that, you know, I learned and like everybody was like preaching is like, you know, once we get back to normal, normal's not normal. We're not going to be in this Rat Pack life. And where do I find myself back in? Yeah. The Rat Pack life. So shit has just been hella stressful. Um... I have too many responsibilities and like I'm happy about all the things I'm responsible for but at the same time I have to be like realistic and like just being honest with my mental health especially during mm-hmm. during it so like that's why I'm just being frank about it uh because yeah I just need to find ways to alleviate everything that I need to do and as well as properly execute because mama didn't raise an old man to make excuses, but at the same time, I'm too well knowledge in terms of mental health to know that not to overwork yourself, yeah. overbook yourself, or, you know, I might not make it. So, honestly... I feel like ever since we started doing, like, mental health check-ins, <laughs> both of our mental health have deteriorated <laughs> significantly. So, so maybe there's a correlation between those two things. So if you don't hear us checking next time, that's because we're tired of telling We're trying you. to save ourselves, <laughs> we're honestly. To, yeah, that we're depressed. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not like wholly depressed, but yeah, it's just too much work to be done at all times. And just like, yeah. and you know, and as the um, star girls like to say, as the Virgo I am, it's like, I'm just over calculative. I know nothing about Virgos. Except Beyonce is a Virgo, so that's a good thing. I mean, that's the only thing I need to know. That makes yeah. it violent, right? Yeah. You know, I'm Absolutely. a Virgo. Beyonce is a Virgo. What else is there need to be said? And since we're t- on the topic of um, Beyonce, and mm. I know that, you know, there's a lot of news this week about Beyonce and her Telfar bag, but I just want y'all to know that I had a Telfar bag before Miss Beyonce, and Miss Beyonce is copying me in person in a Telfar bag because who I mean, else she won the copy? If we're going to do, like, timestamps, I had a Telfar bag two years before both of y'all, so... Oh. <laughs> so clearly, you're the, you're the... Also, okay, so just spoiler alert, this episode is going to be very, like, unorganized, <laughs> yeah, right? This is not a, a structured episode. At all. I'm so tired of motherfuckers complaining about Telfar on Twitter. Mm, let's talk about it. That shit makes my ass itch like <laughs> nothing else in this world. Like literally anytime they have a drop or like anytime they like someone notable wears a Telfar bag, mm-hmm. there is just like a horde of people, like black people that feel obligated to tell us that they hate 
Telfar. Yeah. They think it's pointless. Yeah. They don't understand. Oh, it's it's vegan leather is is plastic. Why are y'all so hype? So we get it. <laughs> y'all have been saying this shit for literally like eight calendar months. We get it. Exactly. Don't buy the bag. At that all. doesn't mean you have to like shit on anyone else's joy i think that's the thing with social media people feel like they need to share their opinion but it's that- it'll it be yo and i peep this i'm a very observant person i peep this it'd be the same people saying the same things they drop a new color every month y'all niggas don't get tired of saying the same thing every month nah they know they're gonna get their little clicks gonna get a little attention because you know people th- say things for attention we it's have to be realistic. To me. Social media is attention. Like even the people who don't use social media like that, if and you have it, it's just attention. Thing. Another thing, I hate you bitches with fake taste. Let's go. I hate you bitches who swear y'all are just fucking the Carrie Bradshaws of Twitter, no, talking that. about oh I don't get it. It's such a simple design. I hate the design. Da 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 da. I'll just buy a fucking Kate Spade bag, bitch. They call it a shopping bag for a reason. Yep, it's, it's a fucking everyday, everyday bag. Yeah, so comparing it to bags that are meant to be like statement pieces or going out pieces does not make any fucking sense. But y'all are so fake fancy <laughs> and fucking fake uppity that y'all think shitting on anything black is valid. Like, and, shut the fuck up. And, it, you know, there's that argument that every time like something black, like, yes, is valid to a point. Like, I feel as though if this was like any other nationality in terms of oh, ethnicity. Nationality, mm-hmm. that's just gonna be kicking my butt sometimes, but um, yeah, if it was any ethnicity, ethnicity, people would be like, Oh, cool, it's just a cool bag that's in a moment. Like, why can't it? I think it's because black people are such cultural drivers, yeah. That anything that is black, black related, or people black, black it up as in big it up, it's like there because it's so mainstream, people think. Is yeah. that is that feeling like oh I want to be you know I'm not like none of y'all I need to be a contrarian <laughs> like yeah exactly we get I, it like oh my <laughs> like, it's just oh you wearing telfy no I don't sometimes wear that. I feel like I'm crazy because yeah. I be seeing these same conversations literally like every three months and and I be clicking on the profiles I'm a nosy bitch I be clicking through the <laughs> profiles I be clicking through the media bitch you 34 flexing a louis vuitton never full bag that shit is coded canvas what the fuck are you talking about oh telfar isn't good quality you paying for a canvas fucking bag it's being very rush right we just don't understand that the reason things are popular is because we make it popular oh my god when when, when we're actively using our power to like make something mainstream they're like oh no it's not popular because the europeans didn't make it mainstream so it must not be it must be invalid which is not true it's nuts it's just nuts to me it's like not everyone has to be anna wintour like Uh, there's simply nothing a bitch with a gucci waist bag can tell me about taste you clearly do not have taste so (laughs) maybe be quiet like even if i was the most swaggerless person why does it matter to you why don't you just why can't niggas why can't you just let niggas be happy (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say why don't you be mr or mrs swagger over there and i'll just be happy and swaggerless because I like right. to do let me I be like ha- do, right? okay like let me be if i want to wait six months for the bag let me fucking wait exactly. six That's months for the oh bag my God. i'll never be able to get a bag because of the security like come on be patient right especially i don't know people just don't like to everything needs to be now especially with all this like fast fashion and shit it's just like i truly think like fast fashion and then just the consumption of like social media has mm-hmm. rotted people's brains no for certain please bring back 
um, bullying, bring back. Uh, no, literally, because I, if I swear to God, if I see any more of that shit on my timeline, <laughs> I'm going through the media and I'm exposing you because y'all just be talking out the side of y'all fucking sample, necks. Sample, sample, sample size media row session. It, it that's what it's about to be. It's like boy, y'all mouths don't boy, get dry talking like about <laughs> y'all mouths don't get dry talking about the same things. Like nah, that would be God, hard, start just black on people. Think it's gonna be like oh, wild. But yeah, I'm glad we were able to get all, get that off the chest because it has been driving me a little bit nuts it's as well. So just annoying. how people are annoying and just not letting. I like to th- t- my rule of thumb when I ever have an opinion is like, hmm, let me say my opinion out loud to myself. Do people really care? Yes, no, okay. Like I'll say something like that's why 99% of my shit on Twitter is just like me talking about nothing because mm-hmm. it's about I know nobody really cares. All I do is make jokes. Yeah, I be on there talking to myself and if anyone <laughs> exactly. else responds, that's cool. But I be talking that's to myself. I, I just make jokes. I try to be funny, you know, but hey, it is what it is. People like to enjoy uh, shit on other people. I'm not other, one of those people, even though I do like talking on people who like to shit on people. So mm. I, ironic. Oh, well. But um, since we got that off our chest, like Noel said, this is going to be like, a, it's organized, but not really organized. Like, um, like we said, if you can, like, it's, it's a lot of shit that's going on behind the scenes in terms of like just life. So, of course, that's affecting us. And but we're still here to record and just to talk about fashion, because this is also a form of of there not therapy yeah just it's definitely therapy for me yeah just being able to just talk about shit and that's why i enjoy like podcasting and shit it's just like also to the cracker ass bitch who said that telfar's logo is ugly on twitter i'm just looking at this tweet now (laughs) bitch i'm coming to your fucking door you dumbass bitch bitch all right never mind we should probably i'm not coming to your door but you are a goofy ass bitch nah but um yeah so like i said Things like that, we're going to just be off kilter. But, you know, we have some that we do want to talk about. So the first thing we want to talk about in SS News is Couture Week. If you guys weren't aware, this last past week was Couture Week. Yes. And we have a multitude of shows that went on and didn't go on. Looking at you, Pierre Moss. But um, we're planning on going on. Um, But, yeah. So... I'm gonna ask you now. Well, yes. Do you have any favorites from the week or anything? What What do you want to talk about in terms of like what was your I thing have that any caught your eye? Favorites. Okay, so, uh, Scaparelli, mm-hmm. um, has just been. They have been on a streak, mm, and let's talk about it. I think it is because they are. Uh, who's the the main designer? Daniel something is his name. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he pays a lot of attention and respect to kind of the more glamorous elements of couture Mm. where it is the abstract ideas and the really uh intricate construction and the jewelry and the colors and the themes i think he pays a lot of respect to that and that is why all of his latest shows, uh, especially this couture show, have been just like a treat visually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed Scaparelli a lot. I love Iris Van Herpen. Iris Van Herpen is is one of the designers that uh, I I hold them in regards to like in the same regards as uh, Mugler mm-hmm. and Jean Paul Gaultier. Just in terms of like, I love watching their shows because. What is her name? Uh, the main designer shit. I am breaking on 
her name. I think her name is literally Iris. I think that is her actual name. But the Iris and Herpin, like they use uh, like technology and like 3D printing to create uh, dresses and garments that move in very interesting ways, kind of almost like a windmill. Mm. So like when the models are walking, the garments are like moving almost independently of the model, which is right. very cool. Um, I will say, I think they are getting somewhat repetitive um, in terms of the inspiration because a lot of the collections are based on like animals or nature and stuff like that. Um, and it's been like that for a couple years now. Still very alien s still beautifully constructed, but just, you know, a little variation would be cool. So before you continue too much, I want to just talk about the two shows you brought up. Yes. Uh, and just full disclosure, um, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm horrible at pronouncing names. So, and, you know, I, I like, I, yes, I want to respect people for their names and whatnot. I really don't have it in me to, like, just to, like, study all these European names because it is what it is. You know who I'm talking about. But the first show you said, Shia Perelli. Scaparelli. Scaparelli, there we go. So yeah. don't talk, don't, um, but yeah, um, yes, I was, those, especially, and then the IVA show that you brought up, those were two of my favorite standouts as well. Um, like you said, with the, let's just call it as for now. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, 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 just the labyrinth was what really caught my eye. Um, and we're going to talk about like shows we didn't like a little later, but like, this is what I think about when, you know, cause we had an episode about Couture and how, what Couture is and whatnot that you should listen. If you haven't listened to, I don't remember the exact number, but definitely scroll up on our social, I mean, our, um, feed our, uh, podcast feed to find the episode. It's what is Couture or something like along yeah. those lines. But, um, so yeah. I, this is what I think of because this, like you said, is elaborate. There's a lot of like intricacies that are just like okay, you can tell they really, really they put a lot of thought and yeah, effort. Yeah, put into a lot it. of thought into everything. Is there for a purpose? There's like you know they were there to like it looks like they were there constructing it. Like it's not like oh we sent it off to like minimal people. It's like every single um detail I was a part of. That's yeah. what I feel. Also, then, mm -hmm. I just wanted to plug our Instagram because we now have Bestie and now contributor to Sample Size, Jaden. Yeah, working he's part of the Sample Size team. He's a part of the Sample Size team officially. Yeah. He has some really awesome posts breaking down uh, Scaparelli, Balenciaga. Who else? Uh, it was, you said Scaparelli, Balenciaga, and IVH. And I, yeah, okay. So all of that is on our Instagram. So if you want to see someone who actually like did the research and, and, and their and thoughts, not, check out. And our, not just rambling about. Yeah, thoughts. check out our Instagram um, for his reviews. He did an amazing job yes, with sir. that. Shout out to you, Jaden. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so those are shows that, and I also liked how then IVH then they do like um like they air jump or what is it called yeah um, uh called? not base jumping skydiving skydiving there we yeah go. Is, is that something that's freaking like i feel that like, was cool yeah but like how experimental are um couture shows you know usually do you i mean no that's that's true to like 80s 90s runways like i don't know if you've ever seen um any like alexander mcqueen yeah. shows mm -hmm. where they he it was that one show where he had the models walk come down like a set of staircase and like walk in like a shallow pool of water right and they were all attached uh -huh. to like frames and stuff mm -hmm. so they I'm had to well. move strange like the theatrics of like runway shows are something that obviously 
has been lacking in the last year because of the pandemic so to see like stunts like that is really cool because a part of being able to witness that is like the grandness of the occasion yeah exactly and that's what i was thinking i was like oh wow this is very dope <sighs> which is and why i'm tight we're missing pierre moss because i know he's about to pull a stunt yeah, i know kirby's about to yeah, pull a stunt we're also like a, we're because we you know the, the okay let's talk pierre moss real quickly <sighs> yeah. so thursday the show was supposed to go on cool disappointed uh, of because rain. of the rain whatnot you can't be mad whatever so they postponed it and then you know kirby being kirby he's like you know fuck this let me do something like inclusive and let me just invite Ran, random brokies let's just call it not us. random brokies <laughs> he did that he did no, that two the, years ago too when he no, had the show in brooklyn with, with the brooklyn I'm yeah. Just around. But yeah yeah he was like yeah let me invite this to the public you know fill out the form so me being me i filled it out of course noel like literally sent I me a filled text. it out within three seconds of <laughs> no, him posting noel the link. sent me a text like yo fills out right now i was like oh <laughs> shit and then she was like yeah if you didn't reply i was about to fill it out for you so respect for her but um yeah so i I bring that up to say that uh, I thought that we would be able to, um, we would it, it would be like a role in a mission thing in terms of like uh, letting us know who made it. But uh, according to Noel, as we it was record, an, I think it was if, a nine o'clock cutoff. Yeah, if, if you didn't get the um, the email by now, that means you're not gone. So unfortunately, we're not be attendance. That would have been dope to like yeah. at least been at my first fashion show. Yeah. And then, um, I knew it was clipped though because compared to how popular he was, he's he is now, now compared to two years ago. I was like, nah, motherfuckers are there. They everyone's pressed to see this show, uh, especially since the International Federation of a wee wee French people fashion. <laughs> they actually extended the official couture week until today. So it would be considered still on like the official French couture calendar. Oh, wow. So they did it specifically for him, which is really amazing. Yeah. Cause you know, motherfuckers, if they hadn't done that, people would try to discredit him and be like, well, it wasn't on the, the show wasn't on the official couture calendar. That, so that, it wasn't that, a couture that show. Would've, that would have been But a you know, argument. motherfuckers would have nitpicked him to death. Yeah, they would have. That would have been, that would have been all. Cause when it was announced, people were like being pissy about it because mm -hmm. It was announced and and he's not showing yeah. in France. He's showing yeah. in upstate. Yeah. Well, not even upstate New York. He's showing. I mean, in, it's damn near in the Bronx. Yeah, like, like it's West, right there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it like I had his crib basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He damn near showing in the Bronx. Type I saw shit. him like driving in like his. McLaren. You mentioned that at least five times. Oh yeah. Let me just bring it up one time. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. Yo, and then story time for the listeners. So, oh yeah, I actually saw Kirby driving out. So, I don't remember where I was coming from. I think, oh, I was coming from dropping my mother at the airport, funny enough, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm coming from, I think, JFK or LaGuardia, one of those airports. And I see this fast-ass McLaren driving, you know, I don't know. Uh, guys who are listening will understand when you see like a fancy sports car you're like who the fuck is in that car right because your assumption it has to be something somebody well known or whatnot so i'm i'm driving in the streets trying not to like crash into other people to try to see if i can peek into, oh my into the window and then i look over and it's this nigga curvy i'm like oh shit Oh, oh my, my god. god, I was so hyped. You and know, if we ever get on, we have to delete all the segments where that were like fangirling about nah, him. I need to let him know that I'm, I mean, that's real. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> like just change who I am. I am a fangirl, so I was like, oh, shit, it's Kirby. I tried to take a picture, but you know, I didn't want to die. Crash, like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, and and then he was driving as fast as McLaren. I, uh, I think it was like a green color, but he changes his color often, so I don't know. But yeah, 
So that was dope. So yeah, Either that was way, the closest I got to seeing Kirby in real life. Next year, next year we'll we're, I'm putting it into the universe. We'll be invited to set events for instead certain. of trying to scrap with everyone on try Twitter to sneak in, try for to RSVP. It, <laughs> yeah, shit. If that shit was anywhere in the city, I definitely would have tried to sneak nah, in. Would have definitely tried for to sure. But okay, let's talk about shows that we didn't like, right? Uh, when you and yeah, I yeah, specifically, yeah, yeah. I know that you didn't like the Balenciaga show. But well, before, wait, before you go into like, talk about the one, talk about the show that you actually liked. Oh, first, and then I'll get into Balenciaga. Um, I was talking um show that I like the Walter Van. Oh no, that's that was that's something else. that's menswear. Okay, okay, but okay. Yeah, so before we go, because I was talking. Honestly, about- I did not watch any other sh- i was so consumed with like personal stuff this week mm-hmm. that i was just i did not have like the capacity for fashion this week mm-hmm. i did look at balenciaga i did i like Balen- okay so i feel like out of all of the couture shows this week uh balenciaga probably was talked about the most on social media um it's uh so it's like the first couture collection that they have released it's either within 30 or 40 years Mm -hmm. so it is a huge moment um i didn't dislike it it took a minute for me to process that's what i was about to go take it but continue yeah. yeah like i didn't so at first initial reactions i thought one actually most of the shows that were collections that were released this week i think suffer from a lack of editing Mm. there are a ton of looks there are 62 looks in this 63 looks in in this balenciaga collection Mm. and i thought off first glance it could have been chopped down to like 30 to 20 particularly because we have seen a lot of these silhouettes and a lot of these uh, of these ideas in uh previous collections Mm. like for example there's maybe six to seven uh of those gigantic suits and dima has included those like oversized suits silhouettes in like all of his balenciaga collection so far so Mm. i was not gagging (laughs) but after i saw some of the references that like the archivist and like the actual fashion historians were rolling out i was like okay i see where he did a pretty good job of maintaining some of the historic looks from like oh i'm like old old balenciaga like mm-hmm. back when like jim crow was still a thing balenciaga <laughs> um Wait, it's not a thing anymore okay i'm too not, tired to acknowledge a, that it's not a political i'm podcast too i'm too, too, I, I'm too tired to acknowledge that <laughs> but there are some very like sickening looks like though so and we like we said in the couture episode the last uh look of a couture collection traditionally is a wedding gown and the wedding gown they have is just like this veil it's yeah. like you can't even see the details of the dress it's really the veil that is insanely beautifully draped it looks like spilled milk and then look 62 i think actually might be my favorite with the backwards it it almost looks like a backwards dress but she might have trousers at the bottom i just think the inclusion of the uh opera gloves so at the collection is just yeah but you're a glove girl i love (laughs) there's something about opera gloves that just gives like a je ne sais quoi to like (laughs) everything it's so good i did see a lot of um lee lee's blueprint 
Lee, Lee's pink print, Lee McQueen, mm. um, in the hats and then in the silk look. So mm. look number uh, 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 31 and 25 are, it looks like fur. It's actually like some type of feathered silk situation. Um, it reminds me of the, uh, what the fuck Alexander McQueen collection is that called? Um. Okay. Say what you have to say, and then I'll think about okay, it. Yeah, it's perfect too, because you're you're talking all like what I, because like like when you initially uh the show was released, it was like okay, it was boring initially, right? To me, it's like it's a bunch of jeans and stuff. Horn like, of Plenty is the collection. Well, thank you that, for it's like, no, the inspiration. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I mess with you. Um, but yeah, so it seemed very boring, like you said. Uh, seemed like repetitive silhouettes. Um more more um what you call the suits and stuff so i was like uh mm-hmm. this is exact opposite of what i think of when i uh think of couture right i don't think it wasn't extravagant enough and not and it, it didn't seem like it was um detailed enough but yeah. little to do i know especially the look that you talked about number 31 and mm. how it looks so feathery yeah. but it wasn't made of so was feathers at all it was all silk. silk yeah i was just blown away by that because that's a lot of detail to go into making something look because if if nobody had told me i went all my life thinking that was some type of feather or something yeah. Yeah. either fall or real or whatnot and then so that stuff and then look number 31 i believe 34 with like the with the sweater but it's like chain mail I yeah, just, I think that's, that's nuts. Uh, that's super yeah. hard. Like, uh, but honestly, like, nah, I still fucking hate that look. I'm not gonna hold you. That and the hoodie look. No, the sweater is what I'm mainly the just the sweater, sweater is hard. hard. That's what I'm talking the about. The way that's, it's styled yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> to put to put stonewashed denim, <laughs> unembellished stonewashed denim in a couture collection is nuts. That's what I was like, oh wow. And I, like, that's I'm not even because. Yeah, like, okay, so the chain, yeah, the chain link sweater is fab. I think it needs to be styled better. And then my thing is, it's not like you can't have denim or couture jeans, right? Mm. Because Jean-Paul Gaultier used to do crazy shit with denim. He used to create, like, whole gowns and, like, caged blazers and garments with denim. This is just straight up stonewashed Walmart denim. Like... And that's what I'm talking about in terms of editing. Like there are just pieces that do not feel yeah. worthy of this collection. Like also, um, look forty two with mm. that kind of it's kind of like a motor sport yeah. looking silhouette, but with the same exaggerated shoulders that Dima does. We've seen this look. He did that. It was like two or three collections ago when he had all of those um, like athletic outfits like Mm. he had like soccer jerseys motorsport jerseys like referee stuff Mm. like we've seen this before so i don't want to completely disregard this collection because if you like visually it's extremely stunning like the color blocking the the just like the silhouettes like the blocks of black that are broken up with like either the white gloves or like a different color like the hats are sickening it's just i don't know why but a lot of these designers refuse to 
edit down the collections and a lot of it gets a lot of like the good shit gets washed away yeah and it's like taken away from the focus but i will say if you want to actually look at all of like the historical balenciaga uh references i'm not like a huge fan of them but like diet prada that instagram account has a really good post just detailing where all of the inspiration comes from and it gives a lot of great context to the collection in it and and that that post really like put it into perspective for me mm-hmm. uh, um w- one show um that i did want to talk about in terms of keeping it still couture that i dislike since we've been t- well since we're on a topic because we mm-hmm. brought up um was i'm trying to decide if i really want to talk about the Margiela or I want to talk about the JPG because both of them when I was not a fan of. Yeah. Um, Neither I one think, of them. I, I think the one that really did... Actually, I'm going to talk about both half and half because I okay. think they deserve to be shitted on because oh. I didn't enjoy it. Maybe maybe I'm just like you, you guys know. No, yeah, I didn't enjoy either one of them. <laughs> uh, let's talk about JPG, right? I don't understand what's... Like, it's it, hmm. I, I, like I get couture is all about like putting together like and this is in collaboration with Sachi. Yeah, the suit con- I don't know. Yeah, Sachi. Like they 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 have the Nike waffle that everybody's type about. That's how I know them mainly because of sneakers. Yeah, but yeah, this was in collaboration. But yeah, it just was a lot of lot of like. Yeah. What's going on? So apparently, uh, Sachi is known for like. Their thing is like uh, taking two different garments and kind of stitching them together. Oh, okay. So like that's what they're known for. Mm -hmm. And you see that obviously throughout the collection. My thing is like with Gautier, I feel like because of the resurgence of like archives and like pulling you know iconic pieces from old collections like as we've seen like that's that's how stylists have been moving for like the last two years Mm -hmm. these houses feel pressured to like run their hits back and i appreciate gautier for trying to go in the direction of like combining their aesthetic with the other designers aesthetic so to give it a fresh feel but to me this just feels like textile waste like Mm -hmm. there's so much fabric it's so overwhelming like that's what i think that's what it is it's too much going on and i feel like this is not adding anything new because a lot of these looks remind me of when they did the final Gautier show last year. Like it's the same silhouettes, it's the same sailor inspired, it's the same pinstripes, it's the same bustiers, it's the same everything. Like you just added more shit to it for real. So I was not into that at all. Yeah, and then just to quickly hop on the um, Mason Margiela. Now that, I don't know, it just took me back to 1765. We got to wrap John Galliano up. (laughs) We got to wrap him up. I wasn't alive in 1765. I didn't, you know, it wasn't good for black people then. And as a black person, this was not good for my mental health because I don't know what's going on. It's inspired by the French Revolution. But okay, I will say if you you are into, so I'm very into horror and I'm very into indie horror films. Mm. So uh basically the presentation of this show is like an hour 15 folk 
horror tale. That's what that's what the collection is called, a folk horror tale. Mm. So if you've ever seen like the Vivitch or any of those like so I got to put you on to some really good indie horror stuff. Yeah. There's some good stuff out there. But it is it does give me those vibes. Unfortunately, I just I feel like the clothes were secondary to the, the artistry and mm. the in the cinematography. From from what I'm seeing like so also the whole presentation there's no uh like images of the looks it's just gifs on mm. vogue runway the cinematography looks amazing and you know that's cool the artistry is great it does look like period costumes like it looks yes. like theatrical costumes as opposed to yeah it looks like yeah it looks like i'm watching a play um I'm I don't in general I feel like again John Galliano is one of these designers that we hold in high reverence despite the fact that he is wildly anti-semitic and uh, a nutcase but his work at Margiela is not gag worthy like he has that one he has that one good collection where he used the tool to create faces on garments and it's stunning and beautiful but I feel like when was the last time we had a really crazy Margella moment? Like, I think they're they're holding on based on the fact that everybody wants a pair of tabbies. <laughs> because I don't think Galliano's work at yeah. at Margella is very sickening at all. And I feel like we're all just tolerating it because it's John Galliano and everyone loves his work at Dior. Yeah, but uh, just big thumbs down for me, just in general. Just an underwhel yeah, underwhelming showing this week, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I was excited for Katori because, you know, it was my first, like, actively participate in terms of, like, watching and stuff. But, yeah, it just didn't, you know, it didn't it didn't inspire. It didn't make me like, oh, okay, I see what it is about. There were some standouts, of course, that we um shout out, and we have yet to see Pierre Moss, so unfortunately you can't hear our recording. I know, such make bad sure timing. Oh, I'm sure that we're going to do something on our um, um, Instagram. On the IG, yeah, for about, sure. About the show, because it's going to be um, doing today while we're recording. But, you know, we're done with the couture topic, but before we go on to, like, the the sample size news topic of the, the second topic, I wanted to shout out a show that I had no idea about. It's, and this is menswear. It's not couture anymore. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who this designer is, but this is the first time, like, uh, like like I said, we, I, I joined this um, platform as a prog to to Be note a my straight progression. man's opinion. Yeah, and just to, <laughs> you know note my progression in fashion. Right, uh, the hope is that you know from the beginning to whenever you know we look past this in a couple in however long years that I'll evolve in understanding mm -hmm. and in, you know even my own personal style. Right. So as a result, I've been like just, you know, engulfing myself in the world of fashion. And there was this show that I just saw on Twitter, right? I just saw the images and I'm just mm -hmm. like blown away. And I'm trying to, and I, I want to process it live with you guys because I truly don't understand, but it really made me feel something. Uh, disclaimer again, I don't know how to pronounce names, but the name is Walter Van. That's good. I know that. The last <laughs> name it's gonna it starts with a b e yeah. i r e n d d o n c k so there we go bayrin donk bayrin donk we're gonna call this guy wvb yeah um that and they dropped their 22 menswear and when i say that i was blown away just i felt something when i saw it mm -hmm. i don't know it and i'm 
in terms of like my style, I'm a neutral palette type of person. Mm -hmm. But these colors are so bright and colorful. And it's like they are... Is te- the suits are tailored well? Yeah. In terms of like, okay, it's a like form fitting blazer with loose pants, and the shoes look good and they match. And I really like these flare pants; they're very cool. The, exactly, and then the mask they t- um taken from um what's the name Margella, right? Is that Margella mask? Margella did not invent. Over I know the it didn't. I'm just saying, but that's it's how called a, it's a baklava. That's what it's called. Yeah, baklava the over the face. Really, that's a baklava. I thought baklava was like some type of male or something. I've heard that word before. Balakava. Oh my god. It's okay, okay. Wow. Okay. Baklava is a dessert. Okay. Balakava <laughs> is the face mask. Okay. I mean, it's they're both like Russian words. Okay, I was like Wow. <laughs> no, balakava is definitely the flaky pastry. No, no, fuck, I said it wrong. Baklava <laughs> is the flaky pastry and balakava is the face mask. Okay, there we go. I yeah. was going to call it face mask. Yeah. Oh my my god but yes so the face max they're like is like in the animation like a cartoon of different animals i think it looks like a uh elephant uh i want to say a beaver and something in the middle i want to say a lion yeah but it's just like wow i am compl- and then not even like the suit stuff they have like you know sh- a little bit of streetwear inspired looks in here and it's like these n- shirt these white shirts these white shirts that say neo and like bright color i could the- see you in this this is something that i could see when you i want to become experimental yeah. this is how i want to expand right yeah i i just don't know how much it would cost me to expand to you this, could but- probably get a nice little p- a shirt or piece or something but here this is something that i definitely was like oh wow i really truly like felt some type of personal way Oof. about it and it's just like i don't know i normally i'm always been like a, okay i re- either i never i never emotionally feel either way it's like always neutral like oh that's cool that's mm-hmm. not i never but this i was like oh wow i yeah. need to get something from this piece so oh this you know, I, this i'm i'm googling the designer this man looks kinky really yeah <laughs> i mean it has he to looks be. fun i would go i would go <laughs> to like a rave with him <laughs> but yeah definitely check it out i'm gonna say the name is walter w-a-l-t-e-r yeah v-a-n and then the last name is b-e-i-r-e-n-d-o-n-c-k make sure you let us know your thoughts uh if you agree with me that this show is you felt some type of way about it good or bad i felt good about it but definitely something that is just like oh i wanted to share with you guys because this honestly is a moment where i was like wow okay this is something that i i don't i don't think i would have made this revelation a couple years it's so cool when you have that moment with (laughs) art in general yeah so I have to uh, do a little bit of self-exploration to understand why I really feel oh, some type of way. Oh, he's the man, uh, doing my googs, he is the man who Virgil stole those teddy bear outfits from. Oh, see, look, Virgil. Yeah. Oh, and, and I remember he was beefing with Virgil about this, too. Okay, so I kind of know who this man is. Yeah, he, he is a previous Kanye associate. Oh. He does very, like, uh, I'll describe his style as, like, club kid. Mm-hmm um but he's european so i think it's more inspired by like the european rave scene Mm -hmm. yeah his work is very cool yeah i I definitely have to do a little bit more digging because this is something i i really did feel some type of way about so i just wanted to share that with y'all you know you know just to show that okay i am learning and observing and this is something that was cool to me that wraps it up for the first topic of the day um 
Couture mm-hmm. Week, mm-hmm. and we talk about WVB yes. and how I was inspired. So um, definitely, um, yeah. For the second topic, next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we, along with bringing on Jaden to the team, we are introducing a YouTube portion. We are expanding the Shampoo Shies brand. Mm-hmm. And now we have sample reviews, which is going to be hosted by myself and Jaden. And we're going to be covering, you know, it's going to be more of like a pop culture focus. So we're going to be covering like TV shows. We might get into some styling things in terms of your favorite celebrities and, you know, what looks and aesthetics we'd like to see them in. But for now, we are launching sample reviews with our Gossip Girl review series. Yes. So, yes, yes, the new HBO uh, Gossip Girl reboot Reboot. premiered last Thursday. We had Jaden on the live tweets, and then we just filmed a review of the episode, which will be up on our YouTube channel on Sunday, if God lets me focus tonight and edit it. It's going to be up before you hear it, so that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. (laughs) So it's going to be up there. We need to get that, like, first couple of days engagement. Like, if we say it's going to be up on Sunday, you guys not going to hear that till Tuesday. Oh, y'all niggas not going to hear this till Thursday, (laughs) or Tuesday anyway, right, right. Right. up right now well like, i'm just, saying that for manifestation yeah, purposes yeah. so i can actually get through the editing tonight <laughs> um but yeah so uh, you did not watch not yet i was reboot. planning on watching it yesterday but then i had to do some shit it's so. pretty good is it it's pretty good I, I knew it was gonna be like sneakily like we, yeah we, knew we were gonna hate on it but yeah. at the same time be there was a lot it. of like uh, a lot of not not necessarily negative press, but people didn't really react to kind of like the showrunners talking about how it's going to be like, quote unquote, woke and like there's going to be no bullying. Like people didn't react to that news well, so mm. they weren't uh, anticipating it to be good. And mm. like also the fact that like there are three black girls on the show, but they only casted like light skins biracial girls to play She's black biracial. girls yeah that kind of did bother me because it was like all right everyone's real beige on here like and that's another thing right? real real I, beige i'm really tired of it it's like these networks know by now y'all that niggas know like, i don't get it it's just like but sh- these cast and directors they're gonna stick to these pillars ass black people it's crazy and, because and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sorry i'm not trying to like offend anybody i'm like i'm light skin my life's yeah. a light skin shade okay so i'm dark skin so i can't really so it yeah you actually like can't too but the point i'm trying to make is like there are so many different shades that There's are so on the right different. side of the dark spectrum it's that crazy. i don't understand why it needs to be like brown paper bag or lighter to be and my thing is on the actual show like canonically the the characters one of the characters canonically right i'm using that right right yeah no i'm just checking to make sure i'm using that right i mean even if not we're gonna use it right today one of the girls is actually biracial Mm -hmm. the short hair girl her name is julian i'm I'm sure you've seen the promo images Mm -hmm. so julian is supposed to be I guess she's like the main girl, like she's like the the head of like the new Gossip Girl clique. She's biracial. She has a white daddy, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. The two other black girls are black. So why did y'all cast biracial girls to play someone with two black parents? Yeah, it's it's dark sided to yeah. me. It's insane. I I hate that shit so much. And it's just like so. And like, it's like not even to defend light skinned people, but 
there are light-skinned niggas with two black parents and you can visually tell the difference between a light-skinned person with two black parents and a biracial Mm. because i'm a light-skinned person with two black parents i have coarse ass hair and i have a negro nose Mm. these y'all find the slimmest noses and the loosest curls and like that is the casting requirements and that's just I, I hate that shit. I don't even mean to talk about colorism <laughs> because I actually did like the episode and yeah. I, I think the show is going to be good. But that shit just jumped out at me like, it's no black girls that could have played this role. Like, yeah. you couldn't give one a fucking role to a dark-skinned girl. Like, yeah. and it's no dark, there's no dark-skinned people. I think that the, one of the fathers is like brown skin mm. but he has like two lines maybe <laughs> but there are no dark people on this show at all yeah yeah and i was about to say positive things yeah. I, on, okay aside from that <laughs> which it, it's hard to kind of divorce yourself from that but aside from that i think it's i think they're doing a pretty good job of refreshing the original content Mm -hmm. what's surprising is like the characters that are most directly influenced or supposed to be replicas of the original series those are the most interesting characters those are the most well-written characters why is that surprising to you i i thought it was gonna be like i don't know because when you when because it's it's a reboot it's not like a part two so when you try to make characters that are like exactly the same it might not come out great Mm. and i thought they really were gonna like take new perspectives and run with it but Mm -hmm. like the new perspectives aren't that great and they really did like capture the essence of some of the the original characters in these new characters and it was actually really good like and you, if y'all are interested in watching it don't worry about it being like uh politically correct like no these motherfuckers are awful like they, <laughs> they are they're bullying each other they are awful rich children and they make a point to make it like the ones with like white guilt or like privileged guilt like they're intentionally awful uh-huh. like you can tell it's like cringy and inauthentic so mm. i think they did a decent job of capturing that i will say the fashions are not giving mm. i'm not gagging i think it, they had like cjr in there too no or like yeah but looks. oh yeah, yeah okay so on, on on the first episode one of the girls is an influencer she's also a model so she walks in the crusade for john rogers show oh. which is fine and the way they staged the show and like the lighting and the theatrics it was actually very good right but the actual character style like on a regular basis i don't know how people i think because i when i when it first premiered people were like oh it's better than the original it's not Mm. it looks cheap like i'm like did any of like the producers actually like go to the upper east side and like look at what those kids are wearing because no it's like a it feels like a parody Mm -hmm. of that like but they're wearing the, I don't know who's styling it, but they need to do a better job because they genuinely look like they're wearing like cheap costumes, like schoolgirl costumes or like rich girl costume. And it's like, nah, them motherfuckers up there are wearing like the row and shit. Like they're not wearing all this tacky ass. Like they're wearing like the tacky ass Gucci bags that I was just dragging type <laughs> shit. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's interesting. There's good conflict there's shenanigans you're gonna it's a hate watch for sure it's a hate watch we all love our little hate watches yeah (laughs) i mean shit. so i'm gonna put you on the spot out of 10 or out of five what would you rate it 
I think on the review I gave it like a seven point five, and Jaden gave it an eight. Oh, okay, that's it's good. good. Like, and spo- a spoiler: don't listen. Skip ahead like two minutes if you haven't watched the first episode yet. The way they're doing it is Gossip Girl is actually the teachers of the academy. Oh, it's not anonymous so you know who gossip girl is from jump as opposed to the previous Before. one you had to figure it out mm-hmm. yeah so you know who gossip girl is for jump these teachers are motherfucking deranged really? these people are obsessed like y'all are like 34 years old getting bullied by students <laughs> and trying to take revenge on 16 I mean, years old i mean when you're a y'all teacher motherfuckers for... are losers though it's <laughs> like it's cringy to the point where like I don't know if we're supposed to feel sympathetic for the teachers, but I'm on the student side because y'all are too grown to be acting like this. For certain, for certain. Okay. Yeah, definitely need to check it out. I was supposed to check it out, but yeah. It's definitely entertaining. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. And then, um, so when's the next, Um, wasn't there like a watch party that occurs with the two? Yeah, so the official Gossip Girl watch parties, I believe, are going to be the Thursday night it premieres mm-hmm. yeah so just check out our twitter sample size pod we will be live tweeting our reactions to of all of the episodes and then make sure you check us out the preview the following sunday oh the following about it's yeah the following sunday it should mm-hmm. be up that's why we say sundays because we don't this podcast is bi-weekly so you wouldn't hear it but yeah yeah so every sunday we're trying to aim for sundays to the um for the and what's to be the up. youtube channel name sample size pod just gonna type it up on YouTube. On YouTube, it's sample size pod. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll figure it out. But um, we'll definitely put it in the show notes. So definitely um, take the show notes for it versus what we're saying because I could just be making it up. But it's created and <laughs> <laughs> it the links be, will be on, on yeah, it'll Instagram. Be up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was it for our sample size news segment. You know, just lighthearted um, topics. And just what you need to know about what's going on in the world of fashion. So that's important for you too. Um, thank you for listening for that. Um, so let's jump into the main topic of the day. And this mm-hmm. is a topic that it's like, what's going on really? Cause yeah, we don't know what's going yeah, on. And what we're going to talk about, as you guys heard in the opening, is about the BET Awards, right? Yes, which happened a week or so ago. Yeah. We know we're very late, but that's just how <laughs> but scheduling it's just impor- works. <laughs> it's important for us to talk about it because I don't know if you guys remember. I, when I was growing up, BT Award Show was something that we got excited for yeah. in terms of like, oh, the BT Awards, let's you know clear our night. This was before social really when um, BT Awards was at its height. Yeah. So it wasn't like a Twitter thing, but it was something that the fam- like even the family and and if you guys know my mother, my mother's not a mother. She's not like a um like a, a pop culture mother type thing. Like she mm-hmm. she's she just a worker bee like any traditional mom. So, yeah. so she will, she was that was something that she watched with us. Yeah. So it was just like I remember just being hype about the BET Awards and then this year it was just like oh, the BET Awards that's that happens. Yeah. And then there were nothing like in terms of like no looks that were like given yeah. so, so specifically we're talking about how this year's BET awards the red carpet was notably bad horrible like it it was just like 
did no one plan for this event? Did y'all not know that y'all were attending? <laughs> like, oh, y'all, y'all gonna have it? Oh, I thought the pandemic. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's honestly, that, it's like it's like no one anticipated that it was going to occur. And maybe because, well, actually, when I was a kid, like I grew up very sheltered. I wasn't like allowed to watch TV, so oh, I never wow. got into award shows until adulthood. So I never had that experience of like anticipating you know mm-hmm. watching an award show but i think in general when we were younger we never noticed like the red carpets didn't matter as much mm-hmm. until we became older and like i feel like red carpet commentary like of course y'all like we there was like fashion police but red carpet commentary for like the everyday person did not become a thing until social media became a thing. Like no one, like we watched, of course, E or whatever, but like right. no one really no, like really sat up e, on but Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm saying I, like I just in point, terms yeah. of commentary, that's all people had yeah. was E. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people really sat people up. Magazine. Yeah, like no one <laughs> sat up and analyzed looks like how no, we mom, can I'm sorry, now. Just random off the. My mom used to love those peoples in the OK magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. like all that time. Grocery media. store magazines. Yo, and she used to love it, and I used to read it yo is that like they just used to make up shit i don't think any of that nah, shit in that magazine I don't was think real they're, they're, they're like oh how are we gonna grab people to yeah they was on it? there just saying anything think about it. i think that might be like my first like interaction with that like was the fashion. shade room before the shade room honestly yeah like, i'm just thinking about it and i'm just coming to this Tablets. realization like mm-hmm. at this moment like yep. damn yep because my mom used to love that shit i yeah. promise you guys like she used to have all the magazines yeah my mom oh, used to read them in know, line it's crazy how things evolve my mom used to read them in line for like the grocery checkout yeah. and then like read it real and quick so she back, didn't have right? to pay for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cheap bro so Yo, cheap that's crazy oh my god but yeah so i think back then there yeah. just was not as much of a focus on fashion except like you know when a woman like accidentally showed some nipple or whatever like Mm -hmm. then it would be like a big deal but like i don't think anyone cared as much and like in deciding on this episode topic we were like okay this year's red carpet was bad so like let's try to find some popular or like iconic moments from previous red carpets and there really wasn't any like so then that kind of brings the question to like are the BET Awards just an award show that does not have a theme? Because, like, you know, Grammys is, like, black tie. Mm. Uh, the VMAs is, like, more casual, fun look. Mm-hmm. Like, Oscars, Emmys, obviously, black tie as well. The BET Awards does not feel like it has no, a I- distinct, like, dress code. And people are just doing whatever. Yeah. And that's, uh like... A question we had is like, do you like because the B? Because like, like you said, when we were younger, we weren't really focused on like the 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 fashion and whatnot. Yeah. So the oh the selling thing is the selling power has always been the performances. Yeah. So do you think that's the reason why like BET? Because when you watch the BET wars, you knew that you at back in the day you or even now I just didn't watch this year, so I don't know how bad or good the performances were. Yeah. But um. Back in the day, we used to know, like, yo, if somebody was going to perform, they were going to perform for real. Yeah. It's going to be, that's what people are yeah. showing up for. Any award show, I'm not watching unless either Beyonce, Rihanna, or Lady Gaga was performing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's who I wanted to see. Definitely. Like, so, I, not on that, like, just maybe that probably is because people just focused on, like, they didn't care about the fashion. Now I'm wondering if that's, like, a good but thing. But nowadays, or- everyone, like, it's, 
there's no excuse to not care mm. and i don't even know if if they don't care this is another question we don't know if they just don't care or if it's not important stylists mm. are not able to pull for this event yeah because i i have a sneaking suspicion that that is the case so okay remind me how the process of well at least to your knowledge i know you're not them yeah you don't know anything so oh, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> just say that. Like, you don't know everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so um, the process, at least in my head, how it goes yeah. is, okay, I'm a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I, I have the stylist on my team. I'm like, okay, I need to, I'm going to the show. What are we going to wear? Yeah. So now the stylist, they go out and like, okay, I see you in this for this show type thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reach out to these people. Or is it more so like, Oh, we know that you have in terms of the brands reaching out to the stylist and you know you know, we know that this big event is coming up. We we think you will look good in this and yeah. then the stylist is picking for us. Just basically I just So mm-hmm. there's like three ways it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for like an event, for example, like the Oscars Um, the first way so like so really big celebrities, one can mm-hmm be contracted with certain labels to only wear certain designers and like that's who they have to wear notable contract oh i got i I actually pulled it up so for example jennifer lawrence the actress has a three-year partnership with dior that is worth over 15 million dollars so anytime she's on a red carpet she's wearing dior and she's making bank oh so is that why um J- um j-lo can never get rid of that green dress Versace, i don't i don't know if j-lo is contracted with versace but she might just be contracted Ooh, with versace and that's why that she always sense. wear it okay, fucking um what is her name what is that lady's name nicole kidman mm. got paid like two million dollars to wear john galliano <laughs> dior dress dior. in the 90s and 97 and i think that's like the instance of like the highest really? paid celebrity for like but two million for no. one dress not no. years that one dress so usually sometimes like like if you see this happens to the white actresses a lot they be in shit ass looks mm-hmm. and they always wear the same designers it's because they're in that uh. contract or second way is your you're planning for an event, whatever, you know, you have your stylist on staff and then it's a stylist job to either use their network or to reach out to designers or like uh, showrooms in order to pull mm-hmm. looks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll reach out to directly if, if, for example, say you, I don't know, what's a designer that you see on the red carpet a lot? Um, let's go ball man. Okay, yeah, if you, then your stylist's job is to email the PR team at Balmain, mm. and if they approve it, then they'll give you a selection of clothes, you choose from the selection of clothes, or you can do the same thing with a showroom. A showroom usually will have, like, archives, or if you want to do a look that consists of, like, several different brands you can go to a showroom and pull from their selection mm-hmm. or if a brand really really likes you they will contact your stylist and then that's how that process goes oh, okay. the third way which unfortunately happens historically we have we know that this happens to a lot of black celebrities is that because when you because when you pull something you're like you're renting it mm-hmm. like you're not paying the full price for it and mm-hmm. you have to give it back in a good condition mm-hmm. 
unfortunately what happens um misa hilton actually spoke on this in regards to little kim mm -hmm. a lot of designers were not trying to let them pull a lot of show house uh, showrooms were not letting them pull for it so misa actually had to purchase all of the stuff on behalf of kim so she was actually just straight up like buying the garments for kim kim owns all of those garments because oh, early like, on they were not letting her pull yes, the racism is bad but if you look at it like an investment that's actually kind of smart depending on like what it yeah is, in right? retrospect but yeah, in at retrospect, the time it's just like yeah, bullshit, right? this is this is my this is the talent mm -hmm. you know they have x amount of eyes on them they are this popular whatever whatever in theory they should be able to pull because it's going to be good publicity for you right. regardless but you know, they don't do the niggers. they just didn't have yeah they, or, or like they just didn't yeah they wouldn't want their brands associated with black people so they had to just straight out buy shit mm. um yeah. so that's usually that's just like a very like high overview of how these things go mm. i think that because if you look at the bt awards looks it's like there from are this from this year yeah there are name brands like for example like megan is wearing uh galliano like sierra in that fucking jumpsuit apparently that shit is alexandre alexandre vautier couture like taraji's wearing versace mm. sweetie's wearing dolce and gabbana like there are the names there but if you these looks are just like distinctly tacky mm -hmm. and honestly i don't know if it's a question of like these people are just not lending them good looks or this was an example of like people having to buy their looks like for taraji i feel like they gave her that look because taraji has crossover appeal mm -hmm. and versace has always dressed like black celebrities like um what the fuck is her name? That mummy face bitch that runs Versace now. Oh. Um, the blonde one. Oh. Donatella. So Donatella has always been like buddy buddy with Kim. Mm. So I don't think in Taraji's case, it's like, I think they, they lended her that. Mm. But it's a crazy, it's an awful look. So I don't know if you motherfuckers is just tacky, if y'all not saying no to y'all stylist, or if Versace, and this is a alt, this is a Altieri thing, a look. So they mm. made this shit for her. Mm. So it's just, I feel like we, gonna we might have to go case by case, because in this case, I feel like it's Taraji's just tacky, and she, she let them put this on her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, definitely the standouts for at least for me, just like re looking at all the looks was definitely Lil Nas X in yep. the suit, Chloe and Holly. the dress. To be honest, yeah, the suit and the dress. Like they, Richard Quinn, like lended that to him. Yeah. Like Andrea Grassi lended or? him that. Oh, okay, I was about to, the suit is Richard Quinn, and then uh, yeah, the dress is Andrea Grossi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like for that because Lil Nas X is like the most pop. He, I, he's I think, the most popular person at think, this event. Yeah, yeah, he they yeah, they're giving yeah. him and then his his I forgot her name but his stylist puts in work for him like mm. she was never going to his image That's is so very dope, well curated so he was gonna get taken care of regardless and for him to be a a black gay man at this event like at the BET Awards they was not gonna let him fuck up in terms of looks so I knew he was gonna be good yeah. but for example like Sweetie is in a Dosa and Cabana look which is 
actually a so a lot of the times like this is technically a runway look obviously it has to be adjusted for the different body types mm -hmm. this is actually a look that naomi campbell wore um obviously it lays different on her because she's not as curvy as sweetie mm -hmm. so they adjusted it a little bit but like the look didn't even look good on naomi so it's like yeah i think they just was like oh sweetie just looks good in terms of like her body -wise. yeah we just want her to be nude-ish yeah, but it's like especially with dulce and gavana i think they're a very interesting case because they have had a lot they're like they're notably racist mm -hmm. like they have a lot of have had a lot of <clears throat> issues with their advertising in china where they just dig deep into stereotypes like the lead designers have said crazy things and i just think it's interesting that we see a lot of dng placements on the red carpet particularly with black and celebrities of color i think that they are intentionally doing that to kind of revamp their public relations and also maybe the fact that black consumers that buy like their sneakers and their t-shirts are not necessarily aware of their controversies mm. so they're relying on the fact that black dollars will still keep buying on buying their sneakers so they have to keep the yeah they have to keep their name out there yeah. so it's just you have to like you don't have to but when i saw this red carpet and the fact that it was so mishmash it's like i started to question the intentions and another thing too i'm just i'm sorry go ahead no because I'm, I'm just rambling i don't no, have no, no points I'm for you looking through the names of all the looks and it's not that many black designers and you would think hello that, and you yeah and you would speak on it at a, at a bt award yeah something that we would be like because then one of you niggas wore no niggas yeah. on this red carpet and, and it's just like damn not even a you couldn't even like pull nobody I'm nobody pretty, like I'm pretty sure kirby would have that's something. what i'm thinking like did y'all not watch like i understand kirby pierre moss their most popular thing is the reebok collection so mm. the sneakers and then like the streetwear the sweats uh, and stuff i think yeah. so. and just in terms of consumer products yeah. like that's the most popular thing but, but they he makes garments yeah. like the man makes gowns and so suits. and suits too <laughs> that's suits. the only I, that's the, the zoot suits from that one collection just to pull, like the yo exactly. the only time i ever seen nobody would wear that was lena waith at the met gala which was <laughs> oof oof <laughs> But if y'all wanted to pull that, y'all could have pulled that. And there are so many other black designers, like even independent black designers yeah. who can make you a sickening gown. Like, why are we dragging out the fucking Dolce and Gabbana has not been good for many, many years. Yeah, Racist, anti-Asian shit aside, them motherfuckers have not been good for years. So why are we so pressed to oh like Jennifer Hudson in this fucking dumbass look in her dumbass wig? I'm sorry, her wig really pissed me off in this. This wig is <laughs> this wig is insane. What's bad about it? I, I, look at it. It looks like a synthetic beauty supply store wig. It's a short curly cut with yeah. the fucking when you see a curly bang, that means a bitch don't got no lace. Who's she supposed to be playing? Aretha, right? yeah no 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 that's coming cynthia ervo oh that, that was the other aretha movie where cynthia ervo played her yeah but she has a movie coming i think it's aretha because i think the name it's of the gotta be she respect. on this red carpet for something yeah yeah i think the name of the movie is respect and that's aretha franklin right? she, i don't know she lied she very loud i don't really tune into her but 
What was our point? I don't even know what the point <laughs> is. I hate hair. all of these outfits. Yeah, and the baby got me tight. Yeah. Yo, I, I, you know what? I think with him, I think he ha- I don't think he likes red carpets. I think he has like social anxiety or something because every time he's in public, he looks so awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> and I feel bad for him. Like, stop making him go to things if you don't want to go to things. Mm-hmm. You know, he literally just when, woke up and pulled anything out of his closet and like, put yeah, it on. Just put this on, put put on some shit you got on. But um, yeah. So I'm sorry. So we don't folk harp too much on like the red carpet because, like, yeah, it was sucky. What? What? You said something that um sparked something in my mind mm. when you were talking about uh Lil Nas X. You said his stylist fights for him, right? Yeah. So my question is, do you like? How I, I get, I definitely get that stylists are important and whatnot, mm-hmm. but is there, do you feel like, especially black, stylists that work for black people and black stylists in general, Yeah. do you feel as though there are a lot of like, they're looked over in a sense of like, to me, I only know black people's stylists, right? Because that's Rap. that's the only sense that I that we talk about. We don't, yeah. I don't really, whenever we talk about like a, a Kim K, even like it's more like, mm-hmm. oh, she just looks good. We never give credit to the stylist, right? Mm. At least to me, or in conversations that I hear. So I guess okay. my, my question is, do you feel as though, like I, I sort of I'm anticipating the answer is yes, yep. but do you feel as though like the work that like black stylists have to um put in like they there's there's, these brands don't see any benefit in working with them like the only person that really like that comes to my mind cardi yeah and that's what what's the stylist colin carter yeah colin carter yeah you remember and law roach how did and yeah how did you remember my mind because that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say because those those are those are the ones like my question is why them like what did they do differently do you know in their stories i think colin so law well let's start with law law has just been in the industry for so long okay and as quiet as it as it's kept law started working with black people like two years ago really so law yeah law was definitely in like the white actress lane for a very very long time and i think his first high profile black client was zendaya so now i feel like he's in the consciousness of like the black fashion realm but law has the reputation and the respect and the connections and the network that he has because he was working with white ladies for a long time. I mean, he works with, um, he works with, uh, with scandal, Carrie Washington. Okay. So he, he's worked with a lot, not a lot. He's worked with Carrie Washington and Viola. So he has worked with black women before, but just in terms of like this new era where everyone is very conscious of like black fashion and designers and stylists, Mm. really it's Zendaya that put him in that lane. Mm. And like his work with Kerry Washington is not good because Kerry Washington always looks looks nuts. Always looks nuts on the red carpet. Off the strength, I just remember having. Yeah, nuts, always. (laughs) And Viola Loki to be looking nuts. Sometimes. But um yeah so he he's kind of very established i think colin is an interesting case because when i'm trying to think like when did colin start working with cardi because the first room looked 2015, at 2016 right no. 20 mm, yeah maybe i think that's I right i think so i think so that's, i forget how far what, away 2015 was yeah, 2015 was a, was a very yeah <laughs> very long time colin started out putting her in 
small designers and black designers mm. so like the very the first colin cardi look that i remember was i forgot what event it was she was wearing this uh like this fur floor length coat it was a christopher john rogers mm. multicolored, multi-pattern it's a crazy ass print and that was the first time I saw Christopher John Rogers. And that was maybe like four or five years ago. Mm. And he pulled that look for Cardi. So I think, I honestly, I think Colin is just one of the best stylists to ever do it. Because when, when Cardi was still, you know, fresh off of love and hip hop and yeah. like funny girl on Instagram, he was still curating an amazing image for her just using the resources he had at the time which was smaller designers and black designers that were being overlooked and mm -hmm. then i think eventually as cardi's stardom rised their their talents and and what they produced together kind of fed into each other so as cardi got more popular he yeah, was able to reach out to more cardi designers really, like, blew up. if we really want to talk about cardi how like she was literally on instagram talking about like getting braids to do her stripper set like three years ago yeah and like now she's like considered like this icon yeah like, like the biggest pop. celebrity yeah, yeah. So I think as her, you know, star rose, he was able to adopt and reach out to a different network. And honestly, once white people saw that Cardi was still profitable as like the hood branch chick, it opened him up to be able to use whatever designer he wanted and whatever resources he wants, because at the end of the day, whatever she touches sells. Mm -hmm. So... Yes. I think their come up so, was very and, yeah it was very it fed into each other it yeah, worked together yeah so that so that's a very curious case and it's very like it's funny that we are picking like two at least known to me in terms of Colin and Roach mm. that that have two different paths of getting to these high level stars yeah um we didn't do any research but i'm gonna ask you a question is there yep. any up and coming like stylist that is on your radio radar uh recently that you've been paying attention to i'm trying to think like because we should definitely yeah i should have looked into that but yeah because it's just like i'm trying to figure out how can obviously like a, a lot has to do with racism and i'm not trying to like literally belittle that but how what can like black stylists do just to become like especially with something like BET Awards, I'm looking at the stylists and I'm trying to figure out who they are to understand why it's so bad. Yeah. Because especially in this in this age of new consciousness of being black in America ever since like the riots behind not the not the January sixth riots, but the um riots behind or I should say the protesting behind the death of Michael oh what's his name? Um Freak. God God forbid. Yeah, I can't remember. What that. I don't even know what your point is. From Minnesota. I'm just trying to say basically everybody's more conscious right now, right? Yeah. So I would have thought that it would have been a hella emphasis on this twenty twenty one fashion show to be very black inspired in terms no. of looks. But I and that I just mean you know you like, know people's attention span people non black people's non black people's attention span for black issues it, it's you're getting thirty days max. So I wasn't expecting anything. And the B T awards is like Okay, like this is controversial, but it's true. There's like palatable black and then there's <laughs> impalatable, impalatable black. The BT Awards 
is too niggerish for these p- white people who are doing sympathy shit. So what's a palatable? What's a paddle black? Palatable black is Zendaya. Okay, so you're talking about. I th- uh, so I, I'm, I guess my question is, what's a palatable black event? Then there's no black event. There's no possible. black event. That's. And, there's and, nothing that is that is marketed as a black thing that is genuinely palatable to white people at that level. I can't think of anything. Yeah. I think somebody needs to change that. I don't know. No, because quite frankly, I don't want y'all to be. No, no, not in the sense of, you know, no, no, no. I don't care about what white people find palatable. I'm talking about in the sense mm-hmm. that there is no, like, I'm just thinking like, what is a black event that people just, show up? That's But who do, who do Musa is Lil Nas X's stylist. Okay. And she's, She's been doing the damn thing. Okay, I, I'll look into her because I was not aware of her name. Yeah, she's awesome. But I was trying to say, like, what is, like, even, like, just a black event that people are just, like, we need to show up and show up for? Uh, not many or not any. I mean, I think they are, though. I think this is their the version. I think, I think. Not the BT words. No, sti- no person is going to put, is going to allow a stylist to put them in some shit that they don't feel good in so i think obviously a part of this one might be stylists having issues pulling things but two y'all motherfuckers is letting them put this shit on you so like Mm -hmm. you can't really because like the girls are in gowns like they are in formal wear it's just not good it's not it's not that the issue isn't that they're not treating this like it's an important event it's just the taste level isn't where i mean Megan is wearing a Gautier gown. Like, she's wearing, you know, mm. but it just does not look good. And I think Megan is a, is an exception because they, throughout her career, no one has really styled her super well. Mm. So, to me, and then she's been through a couple stylists. So, to me, it's just like, maybe she just does not give a fuck about this clothing shit and she just yeah, wants to be came, comfortable. I think we came to that conclusion. Yeah, she just want to be naked and like you know make music have her bits out which cool like we can scroll past her but like in terms of like the other thing for me what gagged me really was the city girls especially jt because jt be shouting motherfuckers down about oh i'm gonna be this fashion girl and i want to be the weird fashion girl and like my boyfriend decided to dress me like his ex-girlfriend but that's fine because i'm a fashion girl and i'm gonna piss y'all off and you show up in this glittery ball gown i don't even see they don't, they she showed even, up in a prom dress not even, i don't even see any like press coverage on what they she both wore gowns by vladirin sahidi okay i see vladirin mm-hmm. sahidi uh, this yeah. person i've never heard of them before they yeah, are they make fancy oh they they're the person who makes those like fancy gowns that go viral all the time on twitter like the really, here, I'll show you. You you've seen these mannequins yeah, yeah, before, about, yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, it's like, okay, doll, like you want to be a fashion girl, so you need to use your voice and your autonomy as an artist, a person, and a brand to make better decisions about what your stylist put on your body. Yeah. Because she's more famous social media anyway, not real life famous. It doesn't matter if she's famous. If if she genuinely wants to be to step into the world of high fashion, mm-hmm. then you should not be letting people put this crushed mirror 
ice skater ass gown on your body because to me it's not giving i genuinely care about fashion it's you you want to play dress up with the hot trends you want to wear bottega and rick owens because everyone's talking about bottega and rick owens like Mm -hmm. You telling me you love Rick Owens down. You couldn't get your stylist to pull no Rick Owens gown. Because Rick Owens makes gowns. And they're not that difficult to style. They're pretty nice. Like, the draping on Rick. Like, anything, good draping. They use, like, Uzi if he had somebody. Compl- well, he Uzi doesn't. Have a doesn't though. Yeah, and you can tell. Because he look a fucking mess, too. Sometimes, yeah. He look, On this red carpet, he does not. This is not one of his best looks. But I've never. I don't. I don't remember any, like red carpet oozy moments yeah he just be having shit on yeah he just be putting whatever on but so i think it's also a combination of like stylist capability and then their client's personal taste okay uh well in conclusion the the 2021 bt awards uh, ha- um i might be the in conclusion the 2021 bt awards were less than appealing and there's definitely not anything. Yeah. The excitement is gone. We need to bring the excitement back to the I haven't been excited about a red carpet in a minute. At all. I think we're gonna have to wait till the Met Gala to be really that's coming up in September. God. But it's probably just gonna be uh yeah. That's probably just gonna be the next red carpet event that really is gonna be noteworthy. Right? Because I don't think anything else is coming up in terms of event. But um yeah, so disappointed we need to bring back black events and we need to bring back and we need to create a black I'm, space in black. Events. I wish that Paramount show was like, I wish mother nature did not fuck up the original time because then at least there would be like some light and like <laughs> some hope for us. But it's just, ugh, ugh. everything is bad. Everything is bad. Everything isn't bad. We're gonna see. We're gonna tune in at three. What is it? It's yeah. almost. It's almost Piermas time. <laughs> so that's why we're closing up the um, episode. Definitely, thank you for listening. We hope you shout out us. to Qu- uh, Queen Latifah and Tom Brown though. I also want to shout out MC Light just because it's BT Awards. You gotta shout out MC Light. Like, right, her <laughs> one yeah. job of the year. Yeah, <laughs> one job. That's all really, she do. That's it. all she do. That's kind of nice, though. All you got to do is one job a year and you good, yeah. you comfy. I'm yeah, not mad I'm at that. Somebody's calling me. Give me a second. Right. Who blowing you up? Um. So we were just cut off because somebody was rude, didn't know we were um, recording a podcast. So I had to get mm-hmm. her, you know, on a phone call. But I think we were wrapping it up anyway. anyway so we just wanted to. um. Thank you guys for listening. As always, um, if you like this show, make sure to rate and review us yep, on yep, wherever yep. you're listening on to this right now. Make sure to give us five stars and definitely say something nice. That's how we get other people to find out about the show. Um, and definitely follow us on social media. My social media is Tone Bone, T-O-N-E, period, B, the number zero, and E, and that's for IG. And on Twitter, it's the same thing. It's Tone Bone, but instead of a period, it's an underscore. So T-O-N-E underscore B-O-N-E. And that's, I mean, zero N-E, and that's Twitter. And it's the same thing back on TikTok. Yes, and I'm, yeah, no, Y-E-A-H-N-O-E on everything except Twitter. Um, there is an extra E on Twitter.com. Also, please follow us on 
all of our sample size pages that is sample size pod on everything yep. also sample size pod on youtube yep so, so please keep your eye out for the sample reviews on youtube we will have the link um in the bio and also on our website and def check out the first episode of sample size i mean <laughs> the first episode of sample size for certain but first episode of gossip girl so you can you know join a watch party yeah with us. it's pretty fun yeah so you know we can watch together as a family and then you know all the tea we can spill together um once again thank you for listening and see you next time bye bye